another edition of Leafs Talk. I don't know if I missed the intro there. I think I started too early. Welcome to another edition of Leafs Talk. Looking off center uh, here, boys. Sorry, I'm just going <laughs> to... Yeah, kick yourself in the camera, will you? Yeah, okay. Here we go. There we go. Uh, a little better. Oh, what's up, Warney? Hi, buddy. Um, so who do you work for? I can't tell from your uh, uh, your hat there. Is it subtle? Uh, uh, you like that? <laughs> I bought is it, it at go- the... Is it Gong Show co-sponsor? Look at the, look at the, yeah, look on the bottom. I bought it at the... Um, there was like the sale for all the, I was going to give it to my nephew, but I decided to keep one for myself. So it's a nice Once hat. upon a time, Gong Show sent me like six hats. They're wonderful. I wore them for like a decade. They were, they were good gear. So the Leafs, uh, they, they drop, they, they drop one, two to one. It ends the 15 Three, game. What's that? Three, one. They sh- BC Three, shot one, one in the empty net. net. Yeah, Jimmy BC, a man that Sheldon Keefe once called vanilla in a documentary about the team, scores the game winner and put away. Um, what'd you think? I, I honestly, listen, I should have known this. I never even really considered Jimmy VC being on the New York Rangers. Like I, I can, I really forgot that he even was an NHL hockey player, but I really should have mentioned that on the show today, that it was a revenge game for him. And any guy who was bad that played for the Leafs that plays against Leafs ends up scoring a goal. So I'm sure you pretty good. Could have got pretty good odds on Jimmy VC for two goals tonight. Probably would have paid pretty good money. Yeah. It would have been an electric finish with him shooting one in the empty net at the end. But yeah, uh, you know, this is a little bit of a frustrating game, boy. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a bit sour sitting on my couch today. There's a couple knee slaps, a couple f bombs. It's just yeah. it was one of those games where there wasn't a lot of flow. They couldn't get a bounce. It was a lot of turnovers. No. Frustrating one. Yeah, you know, the, for what's so incredible about uh, streaks, whether it's Marner streak or whether it's the winning streak, is that things have to go right a lot and when they Mm -hmm. go wrong you have to find a way and i thought tonight that like it seemed like over and over that it was about to go right for them Mm -hmm. like they break up through the neutral zone and you know okay here they come ah or they'd have a chance and they couldn't land the sauce or a guy would you know try to sneak one back door to someone they couldn't get it through it's just one of those nights you have over the course of the season i don't have like a great criticism aside from just not sharp you know yeah, I think my biggest criticisms would probably be their their turnovers tonight. I mean, at the sec- end of the second period, I saw Luke Fox tweet out that they had, I think, 19 or 20 turnovers, and it felt yeah. like double that. It just felt like every pass we were making, the Rangers were kind of just stifling them defensively. I thought, to their credit, I thought that the Rangers played excellent defensively tonight. Like, I know the yeah. Leafs were, were fighting it a bit, and they weren't getting all the bounces that they have been getting. But the the Rangers limited a lot of stuff like that. Keandre Miller, oh my God! Yeah, rangier. Yeah, be rangier. Like, oh my God! Like two strides. What's the the Raptors' plan called? Like Plan Six Nine? Yeah, that's him. That's him. (laughs) He's just like everywhere. He's unbelievable. And Trouba, I thought, had a pretty good defensive game. I just, I was impressed with them defensively. But yeah, if I was gonna have one criticism, they were a little bit careless with the puck tonight. I thought. Yeah, and you're seeing some of these clips here where a yeah. number of times it felt like they started to get the ball rolling. Halls, you know, nose contacts coming and yeah, all of a sudden they're heading back in their zone. It it really did feel that way. And to your point, though, this is like when it gets to playoffs, you're going to see a lot of teams that play the Leafs like this. And the Leafs mm-hmm. were held, to, I don't know what it was, 22 shots tonight. I, I don't know if that's a season low for them, but they don't go much lower than that for the Leafs. And even with the Leafs playing pretty good defensively themselves, only two goals against, I don't think the Rangers might have had 20, 21 shots too. So much more like a playoff game 
And mm-hmm. I don't know if you watched the intermission. I know you're not much of a panels guy, but they they mentioned. Um, I, hey, look at my hat, bro. I true. love panels. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but they mentioned like the physical play of the Rangers coming in on the four check, causing some mm-hmm. of the turnovers and stuff. And, and I thought that looked a bit more like a playoff game tonight. You know, what's interesting is this is three straight good teams in a row that have done that recipe to success against the Leafs. I know that the Dallas Stars literally lost the game for nothing to the Leafs that night. <laughs> right. But yeah. they really did a good job of the stars just took over that night. And Matt Murray had the game of his life, but yeah. they did a great job of stifling their breakout and really being hard on physical on their defensemen. And then you look at the Tampa game where they lost in OT, the same story. And then tonight they did a really similar, like it felt like the Tampa game without them scoring goals, just in terms of them getting kind of bogged down in their own zone. So, yeah. you know, I, I trust Sheldon Keefe to make some adjustments like he did in the third period, kind of shuffling up the lines trying to hide uh, trying to hide Malgan or trying to send him back on the next plane to Switzerland. I don't know what the hell I, they're going to do. I didn't respond do. to you in that text because I wanted to talk about it here. I thought it was more about, okay, we're not scoring. Let's get Maddie and, and Mitch back together, mm-hmm. which is a playoff implication as the well, safe, right? The safety net. He went yeah. back to it. Yeah. So what do you think of exactly him doing? It. I said it looked like a playoff game. Immediately we saw Mitch mm-hmm. and Austin back together, and I wonder if that's you know for forecasting for the future. Yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to picture a world where that's not going to be a thing in the playoffs. It really is. Like as much as Marner and Tavares have been really good together, I it's the the thing that this really illustrated to me is they are desperate for some help on the left side, Borny, on that second line. Yeah. I don't. I I know they tried Angvall up in the top six tonight. I know they're trying because he earned it. Angvall was great tonight, by the way. Maybe the best game. Leaf. For sure. Unbelievable yeah. game for him. There's a reason he got put into the top six, but he's obviously not a long-term solution there. I just, I don't know what they're, because you can't, you can't put Malgan back there next game. No, you give me, give it. me your, your Leafs tweet on Malgan, which was hilarious. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I forget what, oh yeah. It was like something to the effect of that. Malgan will tell his kids about the time that he got to play with Tavares and Matthews for that week. And then his kids are like, daddy, how, how did you score? And he's like, no kids. My greatest I, I shame. <laughs> I, I went 10 goal games with two of the guys who are playing the best in the league without getting yeah. a sniff. Like One guy had a 20-game point streak, and I watched <laughs> from his wing. <laughs> like, How many times did the play on this end on his stick tonight? Like, boy, yeah. you've played enough hockey in your life. Like, even me playing in beer league playing, it's just like you have that one guy on your line that's not receiving passes. He's not making passes. He's yeah. not thinking on your level. It's so frustrating. Yeah, it's tough, too, because if you, uh, you know, I thought the bottom six was really good tonight. Like, mm-hmm. Aston Reese had chances. Engvall, you mentioned, got some time up, but I thought he was really good. David Kampf is everywhere, like, really liking. And you know what? I, I was thinking about this today. Mm-hmm. And this, I, not, I'm not getting ahead of myself on Joey Anderson, but he reminds me of Pontus Holmberg in that his role isn't to go score. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to have a guy who's called up, whose job is to get it in deep, play positional, whatever, I know, you know, he didn't do anything flashy tonight, but but he's got pretty good feet. Like yeah, he, he, he got, skates like, well. He does, and he's smart. Like he's they, you know, they say in the American League, like he does, he does all the things they ask of him. Mm. You know, could that be the fourth line's identity? You know, just do the right yeah. things. <laughs> How exciting! I know Dude, someone's <laughs> got to send him over the boards, and by God, those boys are going to do the right thing. They know where to stand. Babs would love him. <laughs> um. So- I, I had a few things written down here okay. and I, you know, I was laughing to myself watching the game tonight that maybe, maybe Kipper was right about the Pontus Holmberg offer sheet because 
honestly, dude, this guy, every game, you can just see it happening. You can see the confidence. You can see, like, that pass he made to Zach Aston Reese, who just pumped it off the pillows, cut it to the backhand, man. I like, know. Oh, my. Like, I know. Wide open net. Anyways. He had so much time, and the goalie's down, and he's, he was far enough out, like, yeah. almost at the hash marks when he had it. I know. He could have done the Datsuk, the and that's lasting a lot, yes. but keep it on his forehand and just skate backwards with it. Like, anyway, yeah. I don't need to. I'm being, the, I'm being armchair uh, I know. Well, it's forward easy for here. You. Yeah. But like he Homer got an excellent pass on that. He had another assist tonight, didn't he? On the on the first goal I think he did. Or on the only uh, goal okay. I think he did. Uh, yeah. maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. Let's uh let's not don't quote me on that one. We'll write yeah. that one down in pencil. But <laughs> to me, he's always obviously been really responsible defensively and that's why Keith loved him. But you can really see the offensive not like he's going to be a stud offensively, but you right. can see him confident carrying the puck here. Like I'm not crazy seeing that you can see it happening, right? No, I see it too, but what I, you know, we also text about this a little, but what I see from him, I was translating to Connor Timmons and I was like, could he find a confidence level for them where he becomes valuable in a more, in a different way? Cause tonight they used him a lot. They used him on the power play. I thought, um, you know, they put him out there with the, the goalie pulled mm-hmm. like he, he's involved for this team, but he does seem hesitant Mm -hmm. and you know he's we talked about it on our show today a little bit you know where you know don't say he lacks jam but he he doesn't have that like i see him defending in front when he's boxing a guy out he's just standing there like instead of getting into the hips and moving a guy like he's you know I, i don't know he just doesn't seem like a confident player to me i see the signs with him though like i agree completely with everything you said there I, he's not. He doesn't seem like the type of guy that's gonna, you know, catch somebody over the middle like Ryan Reeves ever in his life. <laughs> yeah. He just he kind of is playing that Maybelline game a little bit. He's on the fringes. He's not like you said. He's not boxing out hard. But it's hard to teach that first pass instinct. And I, he made a couple good reads with his stick where he kind of just poked it forward tonight. Yeah, he's like, really smart. He just makes those like really quick right decisions, which is something that's hard to teach. And he shoots right. But uh, Mike Johnson pointed out on the broadcast. And he the nailed slapper. it. Oh my! They fi- They worked for a minute to get the puck in the zone. Yeah. They're firing it around. They put it back to him, and he just takes one from the from the blue line on Waste. the ice off yeah. the pad. What's and funny is uh, when he shot it, I was like, God, it's nice to see someone hit a slapper. You know, uh, you know, j- just to really unload one. But it was. It didn't occur to me there was no one no within one. ten feet of the net. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so. not quite the time. So that's part of confidence too. Is like he had obviously made his mind up. He was shooting that before he, you know, he had mm. really thought it through. So I, I do wonder. I bet you. Uh, my other thought was I bet you they love him because he's very dubacy in that mm. right stick. You know, you mentioned smart, quick little plays. You know, we we played the Kip uh, Keith clip today. Plays with his head up. He does all those things, but it's exactly the guy they don't need for playoffs. Where they, you know, where I mentioned it's. He is a little tentative, and I don't know if that's injury-related. Anyway, maybe this is too much on Connor no, Timmett. No, but, but I listen, it's it's definitely fair. Uh, yeah. Speaking of injury, Lilligren out, eh? He didn't he didn't play the third period? Yeah, I didn't I didn't have a sense for what had happened. Neither did I. But yeah. Neither the broadcast or really anybody. Like, it was kind of quiet, and then somebody said it. I don't even know if it was Johnson or whoever. It was like, he hasn't played a shift in a while, and then it was he was out for yeah. the third period. That's I really, really hope it's nothing too serious because— Funny how quickly finally, Lilligren has gone from like I don't know if he can get in the lineup to like I don't know if he can have him out of the lineup. 
for sure. Like he's become one of the more important guys. And just on a personal level from him, how far he, you know, the development, his, his trajectory has not been linear and it's been a long time for him to get to this spot. So you really hope that it's not something where it's like, it takes him out of his rhythm and he's been playing so well with Sandine. So hopefully you just pick up, maybe, maybe he's got the trots or something. He's just not feeling well. uh, I don't know if you ever played 21 a lot, like shooting hoops with your friends or not, but you know, you trying to get a guy off the line who's hot and you don't throw it right back to him just to get him out of his rhythm, take a step. Roll, roll it off, over. make him oh, yeah. go get it like that. You don't want that to happen to Lilligren, who is just hitting free throws over and over. <laughs> My favorite one was just to sidearm it and then have the spin so it looks like it's going way the other way yeah. and it like bounces right. That was like, yeah, 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 sorry. That's but yeah, but no, but I, I am hopeful for Lilligren because you know, my complaint, not my complaint, but my concern with him in the past was what role does he play for the Leafs if he's not an offensive guy he's not in the power play he's not Mm -hmm. a net front box out guy he proved himself to be a puck retrievals breakout skated through you know even shoot some in the net Mm -hmm. he he found a nice uh, element for this team so he's been good so what do you think about this about uh the Rangers and the Leafs if you know somehow the Leafs find their way out of the hardest division in the history of sports uh in the playoffs that's not a team that would be a whole lot of fun to play the Rangers they, no, you know they why? Sturkin. Bingo. You know, they have and run they a into good, goalies yeah. in the postseason and gone, well, we just can't beat them. Yeah. And I, that guy's just scary. And I wouldn't even say that he made any 10 bell saves tonight. The right. puck sticks to him. He's in position at the all Marner times. The Marner one, how is there no rebound on that? Nothing. And he was shooting for the rebound because he had momentum going, like, I think he was going five hole. But he I knew think he, he had tried to, to do that Spezza hesitation, yes. so uh, Shosturkin has to open his legs up and slide it, yeah. But I think he also knew he had momentum. He was cutting in. Like, I think he could have caught his own rebound. But, yeah, man, I I think that that could be a potentially classic playoff series between these two teams. Like, it really feels like they're kind of – maybe maybe the Rangers are a little younger, but it just feels like these are two teams that are going to be kind of contending here for the next five, six years, and that these two guys, these two teams – are definitely on a collision course to play at some point in the playoffs. It won't be in the first round because, you know, that's not allowed. But at some point, if the Leafs yeah. ever do get past it, I really feel like it would be a, a hell of a playoff series between them. Yeah, two. agreed. You know, there was a couple times that Shesterkin got bailed out tonight. One of them is when Austin Matthews danced Truba. Oh, my I mean, that was God. about to be one of those career highlight goals, uh, you know, before Panarin got a stick in there. But, like, Shesterkin's dead to the dead to rights in that one, too. Of all guys to come back and make a great defensive play, I wouldn't have had Pernarin at the top of that list. I and know. he did. He just made a great read, stick lifted him, stayed hard on it. And it was a great play. So, um, yeah, I just I, – I hate to see the streak go because I, I always kind of had a feeling that tonight would be a hard one. I do. Yeah, I, wanted, I know. Like, we never have to mention it again, into, right. you know, which I know you love. And I, I feel like it doesn't have to – but – but I mean, it we're supposed to be rooting for the Leafs here. Like, I, you know, you want good things to happen. I'm not I'm just saying it was a bit much some days. For sure. And I think it would have been fun to see it get up near 30. Yeah. And, but here's the thing. This is why it, it doesn't happen. Because it's the NHL. And it's really yeah. hard to get points. Really hard fact, to get points. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that he even got 23 was pretty incredible. So yeah. kudos to him. And he could have had a few tonight, like in terms of chances that he had. And he was buzzing sure. around. But yeah. Last... I, uh, uh, Last one before we uh, we shut her down. Any thoughts yeah. on Matt Murray tonight? Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think. So he only Still, gets beat by the VC one. Like you're not going to blame him on the Heedle power play goal, which no, they had well, the the PK and knots. Like I'm Murray over Samsonov. If I'm picking my team here. I'll probably pick Team Murray. 
But like he didn't even make an effort to get over. Like he was like he's like well, well, I'm beat. Yeah. He's like I'm beat. I'm not making. He's like I'm not risking my groin here. His boat capsized in the ocean. Yeah. He was like I'm just gonna sink to the bottom. Yeah. I'm not he's swimming like, I'm, for sure. <laughs> I'm going over here. I'm not doing anything. So I was I that one. But he obviously committed to the pass across from BC when he kind of cut it to the backhand there. I didn't think probably didn't think that old Jimmy had that one in the in the yeah. bag, and he just goes bar down on him, but. I didn't think he really had to do much. You know, which you know, one like, bothered me more than that was the Panarin off a rush coming in hot. And he sometimes gets his glove where he's a back catcher and he tries to catch shots on his blocker side with mm-hmm. his glove over. And it kind of jammed him up because he's goaltending strangely. He does <laughs> have know? a weird once in a while. Like it, it's probably it's with his hands. McKenna's always about his hands. Yeah. He weird handsy moments. It, and it's like at least once a game yeah. where one just absolutely handcuffs him. And, you know, my masochist Leafs brain immediately thinks of like in a big playoff game, a dump in from, you know, it just like takes a weird bounce. And he's like, oh, and it's like handcuffs him and it goes in the net. That's immediately where my brain goes, which is really bad. But, yeah, um, I'll be interested to see what they get from Mer- uh, from Shisterkin on because we were getting crushed for our goalie controversy uh, conversation that we had today, which I love. Why? We, we said <laughs> that there wasn't one. Well, I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you said you could smell one coming down the road. And guess what? If if Shesterkin plays good, uh, sorry, Shesterkin, I got him on the brain. Another Russian. If Samsonov plays good on on Saturday, yeah. To me, like you know, if you're going with the hot hand, and this truly is a competition, yeah. To me, you got to go with with Samsonov on Tuesday against Tampa. Yeah. Like if you huh. really, if it's really a competition, and he's not the starter, yeah. And like I don't think Murray was tested a whole lot tonight. But he lost tonight. He was bad against Calgary on Saturday night. Uh, Samsonov's been really good in how many? Is he two straight shutouts? Yeah. If he's good against Saturday, I'm putting him in there Tuesday on against Tampa. So how's that for a goalie? Contest? You know what's you know what's killing me about working with Kipper in, in that people assume the worst so often. Like if we bring up a topic like William Nylander or mm-hmm. goalie controversy, you know people assume that the commentary is that. Nylander should go or Murray, there is a goalie controversy. Like we discuss the topics and I think we reached the conclusion that, you know, probably no goalie controversy to your point. Maybe you want to start him because he, you know, he got the hot hand Samson off, but with Willie, the conclusion was he's really good and you want to find a way to keep him financially. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. Yeah. He's good. And they have no, they have literally no contracts in the books in two years. So I think they'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I said on the show today, uh, I wanted one more thing for you. I got another um, two. So, you know me in jerseys. I do. The Rangers again, wearing their reverse retros. I'm watching the Montreal Canadiens wearing their awful reverse retros. Those powder blue. They might be the worst jersey. Why ever. are they wearing powder blue again? For, it's inspired by the Expos, I think. I think okay. they're awful, awful jerseys. I like the Rangers ones tonight. It's fine. But once again, I am asking. Anyone who works for LMSC that this watches this. is the Bernie this, Sanders meme. <laughs> once, anyone who works for LMSC that watches this, anyone that knows why the hell the Leafs are never wearing those jerseys again. They're just gone. Why. Two games, two wins, looked like a dream. They, they were the Bye. nicest sweaters they've ever worn in their 300-year history. <laughs> and they're just like, we're, I think we're good here. We're going to go yeah. back to wearing the Bieber black ones. It's like, can we maybe go back to the gorgeous ones? How about that? They, they must have made some sort of commitment where, because I don't know how many times they've worn the black ones, but it feels like at least three. They wore them against, the, against LA on that Friday night 
when they lost. There was, but I think they, that was but actually, they had those last year too, right? Yeah, the they Steelers? did. They wore them in the next generation game, which I think they have a next gen game coming up against. They're playing an afternoon game against Philly coming up here. Yeah. And um, they wore them for the next generation game last year. So they'll probably wear them for that. They always had that afternoon game. But yeah. yeah, man, the black ones are fine. But just, hey, wear the reverse retro ones like yeah. three or four more times. Just appease me. Every I, highlight I see of every other team in the league are all wearing them. It I know the, me the Panthers live in their baby blue yes. palm tree sweaters. Yeah, Those awful St. Louis blues piss yellow ones that are wearing all the time. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell's going on? Those are bad. Where, where's the Leafs jerseys? I don't know. No, it's, it's a fair complaint. And, the other, uh, my oh, other note sorry. that I have written down if yep. we're done on the Jersey. Well, I have um, one gear thing for you. Okay. I stick with that. Did, we haven't talked about this. I talked about this with bunk on, on Saturday. I want to get your take. How about Matthew's tax? Yeah, so what's good? See, I, I, I only noticed because you messaged me a while back about it. So is yeah. he wearing like a cover? You know what I mean? No, like, it's, a, it's, like it's, a, it's just designed on the skate to look like old tax. That's kind of cool. I like that. It is. And I, you know, I wore tax up until probably 10 years ago. They're just too creaky. I had to retire them, but they were like the tax and they had the seat, the Reebok pump in them. So like, I love, I love the tack look and the fact yeah. that he brings it back. Uh, that's one of my favorite things he's ever done. So it's a, a, a quietly under unknown thing this year is Matthews, all the custom gear. Cause he's got his stick, right. With that classic mm-hmm. looking CCM pattern. Yeah, yeah. And the, the, he's, I think he's got multiple wraps on the skates this year for certain games. Yeah. I, yeah. The tax are, are, have gone unnoticed by and large, he, but I will keep an eye. An he eye loves out. uh fashion on and off the ice. Look good. Play good. Shoot a couple more in the net and we, yes. people will keep staring at it. One bad tonight. He did. And so that was actually what I wanted to note. The, you know, Sheldon Keefe, I think, I know I'm biased, but I think he's a very good coach. And there was a couple incidences tonight where I thought he did a really good job. And the one I tweeted about, but when the Leafs had the Rangers hemmed in in the second period for a minute and 40, the mm-hmm. next guy's over the board. So it's like the camp line out there. And I think it's the Matthews line coming, or no. It was the Marner line coming, and he puts Matthews on the wing. So you Brilliant. get 16, 34, 91, and they had 11 D chances yeah. in that time. And that's another time where it was like it felt like good things were about to happen for the Leafs, and it just didn't quite get there. Where I'm not overly critical of the game tonight. It just they were this far away this you know 20 times. No, I, I love that, and that's so true. That's such a great read by him. Like, I really do feel— He would have to call someone back. He'd be like, hey, 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 we're going to switch this, you know? And like you, you're not biased. He is a good coach. Doesn't he have like the second highest winning percentage in the history of the league? Yeah, he's like, <laughs> like, like the best coach in Leafs history, and everyone's like, ah, they're four and four. Trotsy's like, ah, I was like, I don't think we're a coach this year now that they're hot. But I just, yeah. I agree with you completely on that, and it's it, it's such a great read, and that's one thing that I've noticed about Sheldon Keefe over his tenure is he's obviously really system oriented, and he's incredibly his attention to detail and his work ethic in terms of watching tape and getting that out. Like, you know, all that. Yeah. But I do feel that in game, he's still a hockey guy at heart and he still gets the flow of the game and he understands what's happening in the game and he has a good feel. And I thought that was a perfect time to kind of, and for them to do that and keep puck possession is really, really remarkable. Yeah. It was a great, it I'd was love a to great see my three minutes of the game. to pull that one off. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. All right, boys. <laughs> ozone. No one's done a, a full ozone successful no, right. change in uh, ten years yeah, on the no. on the zigzags. No chance. So <laughs> I, I actually, I'm really glad you brought that up because I thought that was a stroke of brilliance from old Sheldon tonight. 
Super sharp. Look into my notebook. I said fourth line, great. 34's dangle. You know, nobody misses Jimmy VC in Toronto. No disrespect to Jimmy VC. You scored a beauty tonight. Looked like they were playing with a reaction ball. That's all I got. You got anything else? That's it for me, Borny. Good show, buddy. Nice to see you. We'll uh, talk again for two more hours tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. This has been Leafs Talk. We will see you after the next game, Saturday night, Sammy and JD. 